0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com/slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: From the Kangaroo Studios,
0: this is the COB. Brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Well, hello, hello to you on this Friday afternoon. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney. And I'm Danny
1: Akuye. So, Danny, a little bit of a rally into the close. I know, I was just having a look. It looks like the ASX 200 has finished up 1.13%, and SIBO 201, 1.07%. I think, I think
0: that's a pretty solid performance coming through on this Friday. You'll be hearing these stats a lot. Um, we're not the only ones that are quoting them, but you know the longest winning streak that we've had since April, the fifth session in a row that we're seeing these gains for the four trading days, I almost said five, but for the four, <laughs> four trading days, it looks like this little market powered ahead by nearly 2%. Woohoo! I'm going to cheers with a glass of wine to that, I think. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Fry-yay. Bring it in, girls. Okay, anyways, uh, major themes. Um, Clearly, it's the China stimulus. You know, lots of speculation about that. China's PBOC does meet... Next week, so will yep. it come then? But I think really important is what form that stimulus totally, will take. Totally. Totally. Um, so look, that's that's something we'll be exploring, you know, throughout. Um, we also continue to talk about the newly named Magnificent Seven in the States, continuing to drive. do you know, like it,
1: do you? <laughs> No, no, no. I do. It's only I tweeted about it, and uh, one of our lovely guests sort of took me to task over the fact that. Apple has a larger market cap than the the smaller Russell 2000. So we had a debate about whether or not that was just clickbait.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, I'll leave you to that one. But yeah, tech and then tech did well here today. And I just thought after such a big week in terms of central banks, so the Fed, the ECB, the BOJ, it would be worthwhile just giving a thought to next week. So I mentioned the PBOC, but we also have testimony from the Fed Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell. And um, look, I had a chat with Ilya Bivick mm-hmm. from Tasty Live earlier this morning, who said, look, people are going to be listening to what he's saying, because mm. so far, it appears as if you know the central bank's being tested really you know totally.
1: i think it's falling what he said is completely falling on deaf ears mm-hmm. you've just got to look at the market you're seeing yields moving down the u.s dollar is was super weak overnight and it looks though the markets are saying the u.s is going to end up not raising anymore might even cut i'm starting to hear people talking about cutting again and meanwhile australia canada europe mm. UK still putting up rates. So we're all behind the curve. Yeah,
0: Um, it's interesting because we had Westpac uh, Bill Evans, the chief economist there, putting out Mm. revised growth forecasts based on a revised terminal rate here in Australia, saying that he doesn't reckon there will be any cuts. Now, it's not till the beginning of FY20 no, no calendar 24 excuse me i um, just trying to remember exactly what month I'll go to my own little Twitter feed if you don't follow me sometimes I put interesting things on there yeah a delay to the first rate cut now in 2024 from February till May so you know pretty mm. much a year out from mm. seeing any interest rate cuts according to Bill Evans at Westpac here in Australia that's that job standing yesterday coming home to roost. <laughs> exactly. Um, Sector wise, let's run through what performed today. In fact, here's another party fun fact for you: all eleven sectors in positive territory today. I yeah. can't even remember the last time I
1: saw that. I Dani. know. Even healthcare's has managed to, um, you know, have a bit of a rally in spite of CSL. Do you know what's really interesting is Pro Medicus. Really? It was up four percent. I think it's. It's edging up towards, you know, it's it's highs, if not surpassing them. I've I've only got a chart going back to mm-hmm. July last year, but that's at sixty eight dollars ninety. So yeah, oh, I, we're, 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 yes, we're on energy now,
0: stuck on energy. But let's go to infotech because infotech, yet another sector that was performing. So not only is it just catching a bid because of what was happening on Wall Street, but we have had city upgrading zero, so that was mm. up by like 3% today. So, yeah, climbing close to $120, yep. um, lots of strength there. And the banks were positive today, not yes. overwhelmingly
1: so, but Macquarie, looking good. Macquarie's been on a real tear mm. lately, I've noticed. Look at Commonwealth Bank. It's going to be knocking through that $100 level again. Well, it'll be
0: interesting to see. We've got the the session in Wall Street tonight and Consumer Confidence from the University of Michigan, mm. but we've got the Juneteenth holiday on the 19th on Monday in the U.S. So markets will be closed. Retailers, always worth
1: checking in. Yep.
0: Consumer discretionary
1: some Looking buying. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks, I mean, really across the board. I think dude, it's so funny, LaVisa, all the brokers are downgrading it to a sell and I feel like the market's going, uh, uh huh, we've already <laughs> yeah. we've already discounted yeah. that. Yeah,
0: catch <laughs> up, catch <laughs> up with us. Um, okay, and uh, you, look, we can't talk without mentioning
1: AGL. It was, mm.
0: you know, real standout. You just spoke with the CFO. Any, yep. any takeaways from that, Denny?
1: Yeah, I mean, they seem really committed to the rollout of not only the renewables, but also this battery storage mm-hmm. and, uh, they were saying they're able to secure a lot of finance. There's big, big demand at the moment from the US for green loans effectively. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. worth watching to try and uh, I did try and delve out and some tease out some of the more subtle points about transmission lines and keeping wholesale energy prices down to really prove that renewables can be low cost. So mm-hmm. definitely worth watching.
0: Yeah, it is a stock of the day. We'll get there in just a moment but I thought we would just run through some of the the other companies that have been in the news today, look, it was quiet other than AGL for the yeah. most part, but Min Resources coming out late yeah. in the session and saying that it has, um, oh, interesting. It's, yeah, it's found a gas discovery. Um, oh. So, yeah, you always think of Min Resources as iron ore and then lithium, but also, um, you know, every once in a while you get a reminder that it's got some gas in its portfolio as well. Um, another company that was out with a bit of an update today, apparently
1: De Grey, I sort of miss this as well. They were denying that um, there were rumours that they had an extra three billion in cash on the mm-hmm. balance sheet and management have come out and actually denied that. But, you know, the gold sector generally rallied today, although De Grey was one of the, the top performers up over 6%. Yeah,
0: it had to respond to that media speculation yeah. that did come from the West Australian newspaper. So interesting one to watch. Um, Suncorp, ANZ, uh, look, at Queensland has gotten the middle and it says that it would have killed off the proposed buyout of Suncorp unless it agreed to some laws which are related to keeping operations in the state. So they need to have a certain number of employees in regional areas, keep the headquarters in Queensland. But, you know, it looks like they've come to an agreement. And, um, yeah, zero, as we mentioned. Looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, they've um, put up their prices for ANZ. Um, I noticed a report from Goldman's, which has a $130 price target on that. Mm,
0: Okay. Um, Zero, boy, you would have been wishing you bought it at the lows back in November. Quite. It was on your (laughs) list. And I do remember speaking to quite a lot of people then saying you should be buying Zero. Anyhow, that's why you watch AusBiz. Uh, Alchem today has confirmed an extension at its Mount Catlin mine. So watching that share price as well. That yearly um, chart doesn't give it a lot of context. Let me uh, I'll get it. yeah. I can't my computer's just logged me out anyhow. It's a Friday, I think it's given up. Um, come up yeah, about 45 and and half half percent. percent. Yeah. So good one. Um look, I was listening in to the call this afternoon, hosted by uh, the one the only Andrew Gagan, and he had June Bay Lu from and mm. he had Adam Dawes from Sean Partners, and I thought June Bay Lu brought up a good point in relation to AGL, because she said, you know what, they're talking about high wholesale electricity prices, high retail electricity prices, contributing to that FY24 mm. outlook, mm. because consumers, politicians, aren't going to like hearing it. Let's hear what else she had to say.
1: So much uneasiness that's going on with the share register, with the uh, power plants being shut down, uh, they're they're one of the biggest polluters in Australia with their coal-fired power stations. You know, all of these sort of flags that sort of made me go, no, I'm not gonna buy it. Now at $11, I think I've missed that initial run. I think it's probably a little bit too late, but with wholesale prices going where they're going, and we know electricity prices aren't going, they're only going one way, which is higher. Um, this will really uh, continue to be a story and that 2024 story looks like it's being started to priced in at the moment potentially. So I think it's a little bit too late. If you hold it, you would definitely hold on to it. I think it's, it's but, but for me, I'd be neutral on it at this price. I will be silly. Look, you know, if you hold it, look, you know, it's probably OK for some time. It's defensive and it's earning pretty much locked in simply because, you know, government has given them the ability to increase price up to, you know, over 20 percent mm-hmm. uh, for the next 12 months. So, you know, from first of July. So, um, you know, net net that next twelve months month, they have very high confidence they will get to that earning. Uh, it's defensive. It's probably not going to move with the market if market falls and the like. But I, I just I don't think you should put any fresh money in it.
0: pretty clear call there from, yeah.
1: from Jim Bailey absolutely from absolutely
0: Josh Gilbert for me Toro is standing by to wrap this week with us Josh hi welcome I said I can't remember the last time I saw all 11 sectors in positive territory and you know this weekly gain 1.8 1.9% it's all systems go
2: absolutely um, and it's a couple of weeks since we had a, a weekly gain as well so yeah a, a good a good end to the week um, that's for sure but look I think you know, a bit of a positive tailwind that we're getting from obviously the US, you know, it's just absolutely on fire at the moment. Um, We've obviously got some optimism coming from China as well that they're going to, you know, start acting. And and obviously, we've seen some cuts come through this week. And, you know, that's, you know, giving investors a a bit of hope that we're going to see further stimulus coming into the economy. I think that helped offset some of the imp- employment data that we got yesterday, which, you know, I think if we didn't have some of that positivity coming from China, uh, then we probably would have seen the market fall lower yesterday on the back of that, given that it sort of um, grew rate hike expectations again for July. But I, I think for the local market, a lot of the bad news I feel at this point is, is sort of priced in. You know, markets have, have known for a while now that. Um, you know, low has has continued to sort of stay hawkish. It it has taken investors a little bit by surprise this year, how aggressive, you know, the RBA has been. But I think if we look at its performance this year, well underperforming global markets. So I think some of that hawkishness is beginning to be priced in and, and investors are seeing a little bit of value in this market now at these levels.
1: Yeah, interesting, Josh. Have um, some of the Etoro, uh, you know, investors have they participated in this big tech rally? And do you think they're going to start to say, "Well, everything's gone quite hard there. Maybe we'll have a look at some of the markets," as you say, like Australia, which is underperformed, and maybe China.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I think we've ultimately, definitely seen people jump on that sort of tech bandwagon, and I think what's really important there is is you know, how important it is for investors to, uh, you know, stay in markets, you know, there's always something to worry about in financial markets, but it's, you know, that that old age saying of timing in the markets rather than, than t- the, sorry, time in the markets rather than timing the market. And, and I think that's massively important, right? NASDAQ up more than 30% this year, go back to the start of the year. You know, not many people were going to have, have tipped that to be the case um, where we are. Obviously, the banking crisis is obviously, um, you know, accelerated, um, you know, inflation falling and, and the expectations of, of rates coming down. But ultimately, yes, we are seeing investors sort of move into that. There is that sort of, you know, thought process now of you know, okay, when does tech ultimately need to take a bit of a breather? Because we're getting to that stage now, NASDAQ having one of the best starts to the year in history. Uh, Valuations are going to be the front and center at the moment. But I think investors are sort of shrugging valuations off for um, the expectations that, that rapid growth is ahead for, say, Um, you know, some of these AI names, you know, and and I think you've got to question valuations when you've got, you know, NVIDIA at 20 times price to sales. Um, But I think investors are starting to see those opportunities now in China, contrarian opportunities, absolutely. We saw that at the start of the year, um, when investors were sort of looking at uh, Japan, you know, the Nikkei was uh, was a really popular index, uh, you know, by investors. And again, they've been rewarded by that as well. You know, retail investors are sort of showing that they aren't the dumb money anymore, And, um, you know, and and they are smarter and more important to markets than ever.
0: Yeah. Okay. so a bit of FOMO there as well. I mean, we sort of felt it. We knew Mm. it, didn't we? Mm. So it was a massive week for central banks and that has contributed to the sentiment, obviously. Uh, Next week, we get Jerome Powell speaking uh, as a testimony that we will be listening very closely to to hear what, you know, they've been so hawkish. He tried to sound hawkish post press conference, but you know, the market action would sort of go a long way to potentially say that no one's listening. So what are we going to hear that could help set the tone
2: yeah, well, I think, you know, Jerome Powell is singing one song and the market's hearing something completely <laughs> different right now. Um, and I think, you know, he, he is trying his best, as you say, to, to sort of be hawkish. Um, you know, some of his comments say, uh, you know, the, the dot plot expects two more hikes, but, you know, that's just a, a forecast. So, you know, there's little bits, I think, of, um, of dovishness within, you know, what he said uh, earlier this week. Again, I think, you know, that that speech is obviously going to be be quite key. You know, there's no real incentive for him to, to sort of not be hawkish at this case. If he comes out and, um, you know, and says that the Fed is done, then obviously he's just going to sort of exuberate sort of the loosening of financial conditions, which will undo all of the work that they have obviously tried to do at this point. Um, you know, he's got to keep his foot on the gas ultimately, because inflation is moving in the right direction. We are seeing it cool rapidly in the US, and I think that's what investors are running with here. And I think they're sort of ignoring what Jerome Powell is saying, believing that, okay, yeah, we, we may have another hike that's basically priced into markets. We knew that even if the, the Fed did pause, which they did this week, that another hike was probably going to be on the horizon anyway. Um, so I think markets are saying, OK, fine, we, we can expect another hype. We know you know, inflation is moving in the right direction, but that still leaves them to believe that they might see a rate cut by year end. You know, markets are, you know, most of the conversation that we're hearing at the moment is no rate cuts. Um, but, you know, you know, markets don't believe that. Markets think that we're definitely going to see a rate cut by year end. And that's why we're getting so much optimism, um, obviously, from, from tech so far this year. So, yeah, I think he's going to be um, obviously the focus for next week, given that it is a bit of a bit, bit of a quiet front um, on uh, on the economic uh, stage anyway, uh, but I think investors will be looking towards China again outside of mm. the Jay Powell speech because, um, you know, they've got, um, you know, more um, lending rate decisions as well with two cuts this week, you know, more expectations of, of cuts there, which could be great for the local market, right? You know, materials have, have really underperformed this year. Um, so some optimism back into the material sector could really help push the ASX um, higher over the next sort of couple of weeks.
0: Well, well, it's going to be exciting yet again. Hey, Josh, the good news is your weekend starts now. Thank you so much (laughs) for joining us on a Friday afternoon, and uh, we'll speak soon.
2: Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.
0: Uh, Let's take a look then at some of the leaders and laggards of this Friday session.
1: Leaders and laggards, I was expecting to say, and top of the pops. There it is, AGL <laughs> up almost 10% today at $10.60. Uh, big rally in some of those gold stocks as well, like really big rally. Look at Bellevue Gold and, uh, yeah. Huge, and, and, and Lithium as well. Yeah.
0: I was a bit surprised when I looked at the market map and, you know, BHP, Rio, Fortescue have picked themselves up. But Throughout nowhere. Near. No, Silver is up by
1: 3.5%.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah, look at Lion Town Resources up by 8%. There's no news on the Abermile bid. I no. did note that it has changed officially its, you know,
1: business address,
0: but look, it's just there's enthusiasm toward that sector
1: today. There's no getting around it. Um, and energy stocks, really, yes. really strong, both the Whitehaven uh, as well as uh, New Hope and also Woodside mm-hmm. and Santos putting in some really good rallies Santos as well. There.
0: Up by 4%. Yeah, I know. It's big moves. Really, yeah. really
1: big moves.
0: Um, look, uh, some of the laggards and when i was looking a little bit earlier on there wasn't sort of any news associated with these companies that i could see including star entertainment including collins foods john's ling you know wins a lot of those contracts to rebuild in the wake of of you know events weather events and such no news that i can see associated with it down by two and a half percent and Nanasonics, i mean it looks like today there was a change in director's interest notice filed but again i don't have the details on that and, you know, you look further and further down. The only one that we can say that we we know why it continues to underperform this week is CSL. I mean, that was one of the big corporate stories of the week, I do think, just this Absolutely. downgrade coming through
1: and just the pile on. You know, Absolutely. Coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think people now are a little bit cautious on this one. It looks, though, it's sort of stabilized today around that $277 level. But uh, and it's definitely down to the lows, you know, below the lows that we've seen earlier on in the year. I think uh, because companies like CSL never have downgrades, I think sort of people are saying, yeah, well, I've got a lot of it. Let's just wait and see what I'll do with this one
0: quick look at some of these small cap leaders and legards. Gervois oh. Global, <laughs> up by 30% on news. So the Department of Defense, the DOD in the US is um, yeah allowing it to do some exploratory work when it comes to not just cobalt, not just you know, the digging for it, but also you know um, the potential or examining the potential for a cobalt refinery in the US. It's really looking to secure Local, mm. and I think it operates in Idaho, um, local supply of some of these critical minerals. Wow. So that's the story there. Maybe just flipping over to the laggard, see if we can pick anything out. DGL.
1: I think there was an interview this afternoon. Yeah, on yes, um, the small not. caps. Yeah. DGL
0: um, yeah, downgraded uh, Andrew Gagan spoke with uh, the CEO off by a further 12% today because this was actually a yesterday story. Yesterday's story as well. Australian Ethical did so well. So giving back yeah, some giving of those that. gains. Yeah, Um, So, yeah, there's a little snapshot of what happened stuck specifically on this Friday. We're looking forward to Monday. Monday.
1: Yes, well, Monday it is a holiday in the U.S., but uh, what do we have? The former deputy governor of the DOJ is joining us at 10 past 11. It is going to be good. So we get some insight into what goes on in the room. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tabe,
1: I We're think gonna so.
0: T- he said, Call me Massa." I do know oh, that. I love that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, yeah, I think that'll be Kyle that will be doing that interview. Kyle Rada, who uh, was not in the office today. We missed you, Kyle, if you're watching. Um, look, other than that, next week, I think we sort of covered it. It's a little bit quieter on the economic front in the United States, but we do get China. China will be a watching brief. We do get Jay Powell and his testimony and...
1: um, I'm just trying to pull up a calendar so we have a look and see what's actually going on. Oh, la-la. so we've got uh, here locally, I'm trying to see, we've got uh,
0: minutes. Minutes of the RBA. from the
1: meeting. We've got... um, US housing starts on Tuesday. We've got CPI and PPI for the UK on Wednesday and uh, the Bank of England have a policy meeting on Thursday, US existing home sales in May, and uh, then going to Friday, oh, global flash PMIs for June are meant to be coming out as well as UK retail sales for I May. Monday's going to be a quiet one. I Very see quiet, absolutely, unless, unless China does something over the weekend. Oh, yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. That's always true. They they have form in that yeah, regard. They do, yeah. and
1: also too, it's interesting. Um, Xi Jinping is meeting with Bill Gates today. Oh, yes, I interesting. Think so. Yeah, he's okay. over there. And Blinken's going as well. So mm. yeah, we'll
0: okay. wait and see. geopolitics. We'll put in those calls now for next week. All right. So the final figures are in: seven thousand two hundred and fifty-one for the S and X two hundred, which is a gain of more than one percent. So really good week to date, up one point eight percent. Woo Yeah, thank AI stocks. Thank tech rally in the United States. I guess thank the central bankers as exactly. well for pausing. Uh, look. If you've missed anything this week, uh, we do hope that you go online and catch up with many of the interviews that we've done throughout. Um, sign up for our weekend newsletter. It's always an easy way to get across some of the interviews that we've enjoyed. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, in the meantime, I hope you have a great weekend. Happy, healthy, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on Monday. Okay, bye. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission.
2: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything
1: Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part?